This is probably my favorite subject. Um, this is one of my favorite things to do as a leader. It's something I'm very passionate about, but I will say, in my opinion, this is the hardest seed to sow, okay? It is very challenging, very difficult to change culture. It's hard enough to build culture, right? It's hard enough to start a culture if you started an organization, but to take a culture that already exists and try to reshape it and redesign it can be really, really challenging. Hey, what's going on, Releader family? So thankful again that you are joining uh, for another episode of the Releader podcast where we, we fix broke stuff. And uh, I'm honored that you're here. If you're first time, multiple time, part of the family, wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. Hey, take a second. If you're watching this on YouTube, it would help me a ton if you would subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, whatever platform you're on, just take a quick second. Hey, take a snapshot of this and, and put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, put it on something and tag us. Uh, we would love to connect with you on social media as well. We pray that this is a, a gift to you. We pray that it's helping you. We hope that it's an encouragement to you. Uh, so again, we are in this uh, mini series of sorts. And, and as the last couple of episodes, I need to pause and just say, hey, if this is your first time and you just hopped on and listened to the latest episode, I need you to push pause and I need you to go back a couple of episodes to an episode called The Seeds You Must Sow Now, okay? That's kind of a, you wouldn't watch the third Star Wars without going back and watching the first one. They're sequential. You need to go back and listen to the very first or watch the very first one in this little mini series called The Four Seeds You Must Sow Now. And then we're building on that. There's a scaffolding that's taking place. And every week we're talking about a different seed, okay, that as re-leaders we have to sow to get off on the right foot. So those four seeds, let's review them again. Number one, we're building our teams. As leaders, we're building those around us, our leadership team. We're building the team. Number two, we talked about last episode, we're building trust. Okay, we're building trust. Today, we're going to talk about building culture. So it's important and a vital seed that we throw down is building culture. And then last but not least, in the next episode, we will talk about building yourself. How do we build ourselves as re-leaders? So today, we're going to talk about building trust. This is probably my favorite subject. Um, this is one of my favorite things to do as a leader. It's something I'm very passionate about, but I will say, in my opinion, this is the hardest seed to sow, okay? It is very challenging, very difficult to change culture. It's hard enough to build culture, right? It's hard enough to start a culture if you started an organization, but to take a culture that already exists and try to reshape it and redesign it can be really, really challenging. And the culture has a massive impact. It's going to have a massive impact on your organization, but it's a very slow process. And because of that, many re-leaders and leaders in general, but many re-leaders skip this process. They skip this one because they feel like, and I understand it, I got that feeling when I was a re-leader, you feel as though you need to prove yourself really quickly. You need to get in and get a couple of really big wins. You need to do something, get some quick returns. Um, so we kind of tend to skip over this idea of culture, but it's a vital seed that we must sow. I, I like to use the analogy of a ship, right? So I've done it several times. And most captains of ships or leaders, example, for example, we're on the lookout for things that can take our ship out, right? We're on the lookout for icebergs. We're on the lookout for other ships. 
we're on the lookout for for a reef, a coral reef, or something, or a missile. Who knows what it is? These we're we're good at keeping an eye out for the big things. Um, most leaders are looking for the biggest threat, right? Um, but I want to encourage you that this concept of a culture is something that we rarely look at. So this would be like a ship that in the hull of the ship there's rust, right? Um, everybody down in the bottom of the boat sees it. It's not leaking yet. Like we're not going down. We didn't hit an iceberg. There's no hole in the hole. Um, but everybody that's in the culture, everybody that's down inside the ship is looking around going, man, this place is rusting from the inside out. And from the outside, as the ship passes, everyone's like, hey, it looks good to me. Everything looks great. The captain's at the helm. But for those on the inside of the ship, they know that it's just a matter of time before this thing takes on water. This is what culture is. Um, the, it, culture is the slow erosion. Uh, culture is a silent killer. It's the thing that no one on the outside sees, but everyone on the inside feels. Um, you know, I hate to use this example, but somebody can have stage four cancer. Somebody could walk into the room and have stage four cancer and nobody would know it, right? Um, but they know it, right? In fact, you could even have stage four cancer as a person and you don't even know it. You go to the doctor and they say you get a month to live. Organizations can be very similar to this. On the outside looking in, it looks functional. It looks great. They put on a pretty face. You know, it's like going into a restaurant and everything looks good in the lobby and you go back in the kitchen and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to eat here. This is culture. Um, this is what culture is. Uh, I read this quote in the first episode um, that, we, that we introduced this, but I want to read it again. Sam Chan said this. He said, culture isn't a part of the game. It is the game. It's the context in which all activities happen. It's the air that an organization breathes. If the culture is toxic or misaligned, no amount of strategy or innovation will help the organization thrive. Peter Drucker said it this way. Peter Drucker said, culture eats vision for breakfast. Uh, I like to add to it that if, that, that if you don't get the culture right, your organization will eat you for lunch. This is how important this is. And so many times the leader is so focused on vision, 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 that we end up ignoring the culture. And the culture is such an important component of releading. Um, let's, let's even break it down to simpler terms, right? So I have a 16-year-old daughter. If my 16-year-old daughter <laughs> was going to try to describe culture, my daughter would say, culture has a vibe. So culture is, to use that vernacular, culture is the vibe of your organization. You have a vibe. I have a vibe. Like my, my best vibe, like if I'm comfortable with you, I'm wearing sweatpants. Like I'm showing up in shorts, t-shirt, tennis shoes. Like that's my vibe. I'm laid back. I like to have fun. I'm carefree. I'm calculated, but I want to have fun doing it. I, we all have a culture. You have a culture. I have a culture. It's, it's your vibe. It's what people are going to experience when they experience you. Organizations have culture. Organizations have a vibe. Everyone feels it. Um, they may not be able to see it, but they can feel it, right? They may not be able to necessarily articulate it, but they can taste it. There's a tangibleness to it. When you walk into Chick-fil-A, it's got a vibe. My pleasure, right? They have a culture. Every organization you've ever walked into has a culture. Every staff you walk into, you could be a part of a new staff for a week, two weeks, three weeks, 
and you'll start picking up on the vibe. You'll start picking up on the culture. So today I want to talk about building culture, okay? It's so important that we do it. And I want to be super practical today. I want to give you five elements to building culture, okay? So five elements. And then at the end of this, we're going to go into our paid subscriber. I got a bonus episode for culture where we're going to talk to our uh, paid subscribers. If you're interested in that, you can go to readleader.co and and check out that. There's always more content going out to our paid subscribers if you're interested in that and you want to invest your, in yourself at the next level. So a few things unique to Releaders that I want to start with and then a few that are more broad, okay, when it goes to culture. So the first thing, um, the first thing is this when it comes to culture is rebuilders inherit culture. Um, we've talked a little bit about this before, but this is this is what makes releading so incredibly difficult is that you have a massive disadvantage as a releader because you're coming into an environment that you did not set. It would be like going into a, a room in the middle of July in Texas and somebody has the thermostat set on 88, right? You're experiencing the atmosphere of a room that you didn't set the thermometer at. You didn't set the thermostat at. This is what re-leading feels like. When you come into an organization, you are experiencing a culture that you didn't set, right? You woke up, as Pastor Jimmy told me that day, uh, I've woken up and I'm standing in the middle of someone else's harvest. And this can be very debilitating as a leader. It can be very discouraging as a leader. Uh, when the organization, that be super blunt, when the organization that you're leading early on you're not even sure if you like it. Like you're not even sure if you like it because the culture is so the opposite of what you want the culture to be. So initially as a re-leader, you're swimming upstream, right? You're swimming against the current and it, it can be very grinding. It can be very discouraging. And so you need to take some time early on as a re-leader to just do some analysis, do some assessment, right, of, of the culture and discover that and discover more about um uh, the culture that you've inherited and try to articulate what about the culture do I not like and what about the culture do I like? Um, and if I could change some things, what would that be? So do some internal analysis, right, on your own. Number two, um, re-leaders must demo before they develop, okay? This is part of re-leading the culture and it's challenging, it's hard. You're going to have to demo some stuff before you can ever develop some stuff. If you have the benefit of being an entrepreneur and you started it from scratch, all you have to do is develop it. When you're a re-leader, it's like remodeling a house. You're going to have to demo. You're going to have to do some demo. Uh, everyone knows in, in, in remodeling that, that there's something called demo day. You got to come in and you got to demo. We're going to move that wall. We're going to take out those cabinets. We, it doesn't fit our vibe, right? We're going to change it. So there's certain mindsets, there's certain policies, there's certain procedures. For example, let me give you a real, a real practical example. It's kind of shallow in a sense, but it was, it's just my culture, my vibe. So when I became the president of TKU, like my vibe is not suit and tie. Like it's higher education. Higher education is very dressy, very formal. Um, even though I have a doctorate degree in university administration, my vibe is not that. And so one of the very first things I did, I'm talking like within the first month, I changed the dress code. Like up in here, you can wear jeans. I changed the culture. I want to change the culture, right, to be something more fitting to what I would say is my vibe or my culture. So that's, that's just a really quick example. So I have to demo some stuff. Around here, we don't have to wear slacks anymore. Can I get an amen? 
we are going to wear jeans. Okay. I had to demo something before I could develop something. Um, this can be really dangerous. Now that was an example that no one was sad about, like no one cared. Everyone was like, yes, praise the Lord jeans. That was an easy one. But when you start trying to change culture, what you're, what you're really doing is you're walking through a minefield because there are sacred cows everywhere. There are things that people have put into place that you have to be, you have to tread lightly uh, at first, you again, you do your analysis, find out where the sacred cows are, so you don't just come in. So I would say this in in the demo process of releading, um, you're gonna you're gonna remove some walls, right? You're gonna have a demo day, but releading culture doesn't for releaders. Releading culture doesn't involve sledgehammers. Okay, you do not come in with a sledgehammer as a releader. I would say that demo day is more like uh, an archaeological dig. Have you seen them at archaeological digs? They're coming in with a toothbrush, right, and a little chisel. We're going to chisel away here. We're going to chisel away there. There may be some walls you can remove, and no one cares. No one even knows how that wall got there. And there's other things that you say, okay, this is something that I don't necessarily want to be a part of my culture, but it's a sacred cow, and so I'm going to chisel away at this little by little and sow seeds here little by little and change the culture. What lo- what walls are load-bearing, which walls are sacred, which ones can be bulldozed, and which ones have to be taken down more slowly, one piece at a time, okay? So you're going to have to have a demo day, but be careful how you demo the culture. It's very important, okay? Number three, this is just to all releaders. Really, this is one for anybody that's a leader, okay? Culture cannot be delegated, like... Culture is not something you get the luxury of delegating. I love to delegate. I am a leader that wants to delegate everything I possibly can to leaders around me. But I learned that leadership is not something that I can delegate. So for for a re-leader, the culture of your organization is not a part of the business. It's your business. It is your business to change the culture and to create a culture that's healthy that's vibrant for your organization, where things can flourish in the same way that a gardener is going to cultivate the soil of their garden. Why? So that it can produce fruit, right? I'm going to prune. I'm going to dig up some weeds. I'm going to put in some fertilizer. Why? Because they're trying to encourage and provide an atmosphere where stuff can grow, where stuff can be healthy, so that ultimately we can produce some fruit. And this is the task that only a re-leader can do. Um, if you work in an office complex uh, or or in a setting where there's lots of people, I'll bet you that there's somebody in your organization that gets there before you and makes coffee, right? And maybe that person just popped in your head. At the church, I know who it is. At the university, I knew who it was. They were there early. They always made the first pot of coffee. And so what they did is, this is kind of stupid, we all know this, but what they did is they took a coffee filter they put it in in the filtration. They put a particular kind of coffee in the coffee filter. And then as the water passed through the filtration system down into the, the coffee pot, everyone's tasting the same coffee. Okay? You, you're, you're a sharp leader. You know where I'm going with this. Everybody tastes the same thing. Why? Because somebody got there early and intentionally put a particular kind of coffee in the filter and that every single thing that passed through the filtration system came out tasting the same way. And this is, this is such an important analogy. 
um, for us to know on building the culture. You want everything in your culture, every single thing in your department, every single thing in every department, every policy, every procedure, every decision, every concept, every vision, every idea, every product line is passing through the same filtration system so that when everything comes out on the bottom, everyone tastes the same thing. It's culture, right? So let me ask you this. Who has the power to determine what the coffee tastes like? The coffee maker. The person who got there early and intentionally put a filter in there, intentionally put a particular type of coffee in the filter, and everything that passed through it, everybody that showed up, everybody that reached for that coffee pot was going to taste the exact same thing because that leader, that person put this, that thing in the, in the filtration system. And this is the role of a re-leader. Re-leaders, this is your job. You eat, sleep, and breathe culture. What do I need to do to create culture? In our bonus episode later on, I'm going to get crazy sp- specific about some things that I only want to share with our paid audience because I'm going to share some really personal stories. But this is really important on building culture, okay? I probably need to do more episodes on this in the future because it's such a massive broad topic and it's a passion of mine. So I think we'll talk about culture more in the future. Okay, two more, okay? And then we'll move to the bonus episode. uh, Number four. Number four, we create culture with words, okay? We create culture with words. There's a lot of ways you can create culture. You can uh, do it. You're trying to change behavior. You can do it visually. You can do it emotionally. You can do it through through lots of different avenues, right? Um, through gear, through swag, through through merch. You can do it a lot of different ways, creating culture. You can do it through atmosphere, the room of the, the atmosphere of the room, the style, the engagement. All of those things go into play. But I would argue with you that the if you chopped all of those down to the core, if you peeled the layer of that onion all the way back, you start with words. It all starts with words, okay? Um, for those of us that are believers, that, that believe in, in, in the Lord, uh, the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Um, in the New, New, New Testament, it talks about how, how a rudder of a ship steers the entire ship. A tiny little rudder can steer an entire ship This is the power of words when it comes to your culture. Your words as a leader can steer an entire ship, okay? And so what do I mean by that? I mean that the fastest way, okay, and I do believe this to be true, the fastest way to change your culture is to change the way your organization talks, okay? In the bonus episode, I'm going to get super specific in practical ways to do this and actually how to do that in a real strategic way. Um, but you want to change the way your organization talks. You want to change the way that, that, that in an office down the hall, people are talking in a certain way that's creating a culture for your organization. And you want to do it in a way to where it doesn't come down. And we're going to get specific about this in the paid, in the paid version of, of, of the bonus episode, but you want to do it in a way that you're not doing it as a authoritarian leader dadgummit, anybody that's a part of this, this is the way we're going to talk. Don't you say that. Don't you say that. It's not that. The best leaders, the best re-leaders can navigate people towards a culture and towards a, a conversation piece or an articulation in which the people actually thought it was their idea. Okay? We lead in such a way that we take people with us in the journey. We're going to get specific about this in the bonus episode. But we do it in a way that we don't do it by ourselves. 
Remember, we don't when we build teams, we don't do things alone. If you want to do it the fastest way, do it by yourself. If you want to do it the most efficient way, the most effective way, the most powerful way, do it together. We're going to get specific about that. So we're changing the way that people talk. We're changing the way that people talk. How do we do that? We do that through looking at our core values, okay? And everyone's like, oh, I've already got core values, John. We've got those. They're on our website, and we've even got them on walls. We've done all that. No, in the bonus episode, we're going to get way more into what that means, okay? Both organizations that I reled uh, at Victory Church and the King's University, the most important things that I did to change the culture of both organizations was I changed the core values, okay? I made them sticky. I did it with teams. I did it with marketing. We made them sticky. We cast the vision for it. And before long, the students of the university had adopted our core values and they were leading the charge in living out our core values. We did it in a way at the church to where our church, we're hearing people at our church talk in ways that they are talking about our values that in turn are creating our culture, okay? So if you want to change your culture, change the way people talk. You change the culture with words. Now, number five, you're going to think I'm contradicting myself, but I'm really not. Okay. So number, number four, you change your culture with words. Number five, change your culture without words. Okay. Now you're contradicting yourself, John. No, I'm not contradicting myself. I don't think it's either or it's and both. Okay. So there's this real, um, famous quote by uh, Francis of, C- uh, of Assisi's, and he said this, he said, you've heard this quote before, but he said, preach the gospel, and, 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 and at times, you, you know, he said this, I just butchered that, let me say it again, okay, he said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. So what he's saying is, yes, we need to preach the gospel. He's not saying don't preach the gospel. There are times that we preach the gospel. There are times that we challenge the culture with words. But if you really, really, really want to implement culture, do it without words. Okay. So let me give, let me pose it this way. If I, as a leader make, um, uh, let's say that I, one of my culture focal points is I want to create a culture of servants that we want a culture where everyone serves, but then the, 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 the staff continually see me walk past pieces of trash in the, in the, in the parking lot, or we just had a big event and all of the staff are rallying to pick up chairs and stack chairs, and I walk out the back door, okay? So I have said with my words that I want to have a culture of service. I have said without my words that this doesn't apply to me, right? So you see what I'm saying? We build culture with words. Words are important. We change the way people talk, but it's so vitally important as leaders that if you're going to say it, you should do it. Um, as a lead pastor, let me, let me just use that context again. As a lead pastor, one of the things that I really want the culture of in our church is I want to be a church that worships. I want to be a church that is expressive in our worship. We don't, we don't stand there like statues. We, we lift our hands, we engage, we worship because God's worthy of it. And so I always like to say it this way. Every lead pastor, you, you're the lead worship leader. <laughs> you're the lead worship pastor. Yes, we have someone on stage that's singing, that's modeling it, that's pushing our congregation to worship. But if everyone looks over at me and I'm standing there as a statue, I am not developing culture without words. So I want to be the leader in how I express myself in worship. So I think you're picking up on that. You're, you're beginning to pick up on that concept, okay? 
So culture, it's so vitally important. And I just want to reiterate, focus on it. Wake up every day. I know you got a million things on your plate as a re-leader. Okay. You got to build teams. I get it. You got to build teams. It's important. You got to build trust. I get it. I get it. But don't forget to build culture. Okay. I know you're bogged down with, with meetings. I know you're bogged down if you're a pastor writing sermons. I know you're bogged down if you're a CEO uh, casting vision, product line, problems, complications, and production. But your culture is vitally, vitally important. All right. So right now we're going to go to our bonus episode. Thank you for joining. As always, I am blown away at the comments we're getting, at your emails, at your comments on YouTube, at your comments on Apple, Spotify, uh, at those of you that are, that are free subscribers on Releader, paid subscribers on Releader. Please give me your feedback. Like, what do you want to hear about? What do you want us to talk about on the podcast? I need that feedback. You're making me a better Releader, and I pray that this podcast and this ministry is helping you be a better Releader too. Love you guys so much. Uh, until next time, go fix broke stuff. <laughs>